You're listening to the One Word Podcast, an outreach ministry of Christ Nations Church. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the One Word Podcast. I'm so glad that you joined us. And um, hey, every time that we get on here, we're so um, we're so humbled by that, and certainly we we believe God for um, His anointing to be present. Right? It's never about any personality or any person. It's always about um, the effectual working of God's anointing um, through any person and to any person to really help to guide and direct and encourage and inspire um, that we can that we can walk strong in, in this present life because we're walking we're walking into a greater one right we're on our way to something even better and so I greet you and pray that this finds you well and happy and excited about all that God is doing um, and certainly um, aware of the momentum, really, of the Spirit of God to, to really grow us up and develop us as, as children of God. And certainly, I pray that everyone's faith is working to come against all this, all these allergens in the air. Is anybody with me? I mean, <laughs> I said, now, I do not have allergies. But, you know, for the last, uh, I guess, two weeks, my nose has been running. My sinuses have been acting ugly. And I just said, you know, enough of this, because this is not, this is not the blessing. This is, this can't be it. And so I don't know about you, but if you're in agreement with me, we're going to cast out all of those allergens. We're going to come against that in Jesus name. We are whole and well, we're going to reclaim our nasal passages and our noses. Thank you, Lord. We're going to be able to put down the Benadryl and everything else and walk clear and free in Jesus name. So anyway, that was a sidebar, but that's real. Um, so today I just want to, I want to, I want to get into the word a little bit. I want to bring in, uh, something else that I was reading and hopefully this, this ministers to you, but it really ministered to me, um, because I think it's, it's something that we can become a little bit, um, disenchanted. I think about, about church, about the, about the body, about the ecclesia. I I don't think we always understand that we really are, we're joined and we're fit together as he sees, as he sees fit. And, and we, are, we are supposed to work together towards what he has called us, the purpose that he has, has called us for and, and to perform. And so it's always important um, that each member of the body, right, is, is, qualif- is, is, is happy with and content with the work that they've been given. And I think that's so very important, that, that humility pay, plays such a, a large role um, in our usefulness to the master, right, that... We, we know people who, even in the natural, who can be on jobs and they have a specific, uh, a specific responsibility and they, all, they constantly want to work outside of that scope, right? The owner has given them um, a particular domain and said, this is your domain, but suddenly and certainly for, for all intents and purposes, they're always outside of their domain. They're in everybody else's lane. They got plenty to say about this or to that or they want to perform that function instead of taking care of their job. And even in the household of faith, I think that can occur, right? That we can get out of step um, with, with, with our supervisor, <laughs> with, our, with, with our great supervisor, right? And, and, and what he's called us to do, that he's given all of us a specific task and function to perform. Um, and it's not to stifle us. It's not because he's holding out on us. So he might give us the menial tasks or what we believe to be menial tasks at the start, but God is always about development. He's always trying to get us somewhere. So it's, it's, it's our ability to humbly accept that which he's given us, right? That, that small field, that small plot of land that he gave us to tend to and say, Father, I'm going to be faithful in this little thing because you're going to make me master of much. 
and we can't uh, we can't rebel uh, against our great supervisor, right? Uh, against the, the manager, against against he who gives all guidance and um, and and direction. We have to receive from him and say, no, I, I I'm okay with that. I can stay in my lane. I can be uh, faithful in the things that you've called me to. I can be faithful in service. I can be faithful in support of the place that you've planted me or, or what you've got, got me uh, focused on, Father. And I can, I can stay content in that, right? Godliness, Paul told us that godliness with contentment is great gain. It's great gain. That if I can just get still and be accepting of, of the lordship of Jesus Christ for me, in what he's called me to, that there's great gain to be had in that because it's about development. Thank you, Lord, that he's trying to develop me and get me to a place called greater. But I can never get there because I'm too focused and frustrated about where, I'm, where I currently am. And so I just want to I wanna try to, you know, frame this discussion not, as an, not in a means to, to condemn. I never, that's never the aim. So I'm not saying it's you. Oh, you're the problem. But I am saying that sometimes even for all of us, we have, to, we have to check ourselves, make sure that we are content where with this gospel that I've received, is it working on the inside of me? Have I given Jesus Christ place? Have I, have I given him the room to really teach me how to come into all that he's called me into and all that the Holy Spirit makes available? Because there's so much that the Holy Ghost makes available to me that I have no access to because I refuse to grow up. I refuse to be okay with just taking my little small little plot of ground and saying, well, he told me to plant tomatoes and that's what I'm going to do. I don't get in there with bigger dreams and aspirations and say, I really think watermelons would go better, right? I can't, I can't just divert from the master's plan. I have to say, no, he's, he's the master. He, he sees the end from the beginning. If this is what he told me to sow and if this is what he told me to give, if this is where he told me to be, then I'm going to be there and I'm going to be content in that. And as I do that, he's able to say, well, well done, good and faithful servant. Now I'm going to move you into this next phase of development. I'm going to move you into this next phase of development, right? I can grow and extend your responsibility. I can grow and extend your, your, um, your influence um, because, you, because I know that you trust my voice and I know that you will adhere to that which I give you, right? It won't fall on deaf ears. I know that you'll hear, you'll receive it, you'll hide it in your heart that you might not sin against me and then you will go out and execute that which I've given you. So I've been reading, I've been reading um, Ever Increasing Faith by Smith Wigglesworth and this is um, just one of, one of the best books. Easy read for anybody, right? Because it's exciting and it talks about all of these miraculous works um, done um, through the ministry of Smith Wigglesworth, but I think it also reinforces for us just how present um, the Spirit of God is to to do right. That this name of Jesus that we have access to gives uh, gives so much dominion and power to us to overcome the enemy, uh, to come against sickness and disease, um, and to really be used in the way that he, that Jesus uh, commended us uh, in Mark uh, sixteen, right when he got ready to. Um, to leave here, that, that he tells us to go out to heal the sick, right, to cast out the devils, that, that we've been given this responsibility and this charge, and that charge is not, um, is not simply for those in the fivefold ministry, that charge is for every believer. And so I want to read, <clears throat> see, help me, i got to come against this mess. Boy, I tell you, I'm standing for my healing. I mean that. These nostrils are going to get clear in Jesus' name. Um, but he, in, this, in, in his book, on page 133, there's a, there's a section called A Better Plan for You. And I'm going to read this 
So you guys bear with me. I'm going to read through this, but there's a, there's, there's a point to it. And, and so we'll talk about it here at the, at the close. So he says, the 12 told the rest of the disciples to find seven men to look after the business side of things, right? He's in Acts where the disciples said, hey, it's, you know, it's, it's, not, it's not necessary, nor is it wise for us to serve tables. So what we're going to do is we're going to do it by the Spirit of God. We want to pick men full of the Holy Ghost. And we're going to put them in, in, in charge of distributing the allowances for the widows uh, and in support of, of waiting those tables, right, for all of the believers, and so, and so he goes on, he says, they were to be men with a good reputation and filled with the Holy Spirit. Those who were chosen were just ordinary men, but they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And this infilling always lifts a man to a plane above the ordinary. Listen to that. Those who were chosen were just ordinary men, but they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And this infilling always, not sometimes, but it always lifts a man to a plane above the ordinary. It does not take a cultured or an educated man to fill a position at God's church. I love that because God is not looking at the things that we look at. He's not looking at pedigrees and he's not looking at diplomas and he's not looking at, you know, the last church that you pastored or attended. He's not looking at any of that. It says what God requires is a yielded, consecrated, holy life, and he can make it a flame of fire. I love that. That is so simple that if I yield to God if I, if I choose to consecrate my life before him and I say, Lord, it's yours, that he can make my life a flame of fire. My, in, my impact can be instantaneous and it can, it can be something so afire for his glory that it's unmistakable in my life, right? That every interaction, um, that I'm just full of grace and favor and power as I walk out uh, this life of faith. And so he can baptize with the Holy Spirit and fire, and that, that uh, uh, reference is Matthew 3.11. The multitude chose seven men to serve tables. Undoubtedly, they were faithful in their appointed tasks. But we can see that God soon had a better plan for two of them, Philip and Stephen. Philip was so full of the Holy Spirit that he could have a revival wherever God put him. And he gives, him, he gives the, the various uh, instances of that. that that's Acts 8, 5 through 8. And then Acts 8, 26 through 40. Man chose him to serve tables, but God chose him to win souls. So understand that, that, that in, in some cases we might walk into ministries and men might feel as though they've, they've identified a great fit for us. And that might be a place where we can serve, but that doesn't mean that that's the boundary and that's the expanse that God has given us, right? So if someone says, you, you would be a good fit um, on the greeters team or maybe you'd be a good fit uh, in the nursery. That doesn't mean that that's all that God wants you to do. He just wants you to come to church and love on the babies or greet the people, and that's it. No, God, God still is looking for and is preparing us for growth and development. Graduation is what he wants from us, right? At every level and stage of development, it's graduation. So let's go on. He says, oh, if I could only stir you up to see that as you are faithful in the humblest role, God can fill you with his spirit make you a chosen vessel for himself and promote you to a place of mighty ministry in the salvation of souls and in the healing of the sick. I'm going to go back and read that again. Oh, if I could only stir you up to see that as you are faithful in the humblest of roles, right? Whatever God has given me, I'm going to be faithful with that little thing. As he said, he'll make me master of much, but I have to show myself faithful in that first step that he gave me, right? If I feel like this is very, you know, 
this this is rudimentary for me. Why do I, I just don't want to serve in that capacity. I don't think that that's important. But yet there are things, there's needs in the body, right? There's places and areas um, that have to be serviced and need to be, need to be supported. Much like here in Acts, Stephen and Philip probably felt like, hey, we can go out here, apostles, lay hands on sick, make, you know, see them recover, hallelujah, cast out devils. I want my face in the word of God and in prayer too, <laughs> right? But God having seen and, and chosen to do something else with them, no, you're going to wait tables. You're going to take care of the widows. Okay, Lord, well, well, let me do that. And in doing that, showing myself to be faithful and humble to follow through. Because I know that if even in my mind's eye, if I feel like, well, this is not the this is not all that there is to me, right? Because obviously our spirit calls to something greater, a deeper revelation, a deeper understanding of who Christ is. So we all can fill a pool to go up higher. There are levels and graces and, and there are stages of development that have to be, um, that have to be met um, and completed before we can move to the next level, right? We have to be skillful in things and God doesn't want us unskillful because you put us out on a big stage, not necessarily in front of people, but in a big stage spiritually. Let's say we're dealing with, a, with, with some demonic activity and we're unskillful in our ability to deal with it. We become a little, you know, we, we find some trepidation, a little fear. We're unable to follow through, right? Much like when, when the disciples couldn't cast out that, uh, that demon in that child, right? That, you know, they, they just didn't have the faith. The capacity wasn't there. And so it's all about becoming skillful in the things of the spirit and growing according to God's plan for us because his plan is perfect, right? And so there is no, um, there's no quick fix. There's no quick, um, you know, there's no skyrocketing of success, even though we might make it look like that on the, in the natural. You know, from the outside looking in, we don't see people's prayer closets. We don't see people's um, faith applications. We don't see any of that. You know, we see them on the platform and we're like, whoa, you powerful. But but you have no idea what that person has done behind closed doors, right, in the presence of their father. And so this is all about development. So let me go back. I'm sorry. I I got off on a rabbit trail and you probably don't even remember what I what I read. So it says, oh, if I could only stir you up to see that as you are faithful in the humblest role, God can fill you with his spirit make you a chosen vessel for himself and promote you to a place of mighty ministry in the salvation of souls and in the healing of the sick. Nothing is impossible to a man filled with the Holy Spirit. The possibilities are beyond all, com- all human comprehension. When you are filled with the power of the Spirit, God will wonderfully work wherever you go. And isn't that awesome to know that if I'm full of the Holy Ghost, that it's not me working, it's not my mind, it's not any of that, but it's God, he's able to and wants to wonderfully work wherever I go. So why am I, why am I taking time to read that today? I just thought, I thought, wow, you know, what, a, <clears throat> what an excellent way, I think, to inspire the lay members of any church body um, that... I might be in the pews, but I'm not just there to sit and, and just to, to, to take in, right? I think sometimes, in, especially in this modern day of church, we have this assumption that spirit, power, works, miracles, that all of those things are things that are, um, are only manifest by the fivefold ministry gifts, 
right? If you're not a pastor, if you're not an apostle, if you're not a prophet, evangelist, if you're not a teacher, then we don't expect, um, then we don't expect anything like that to happen for you. But the same power, the same Holy Ghost that should abide in that pastor, that teacher, that leader, that apostle is the same Holy Ghost that's alive in, in us. So when we're sitting on the pew, we're receiving instruction so that we can then go and apply that information to make us stronger, more capable, more skillful in this work of righteousness, in this word of righteousness, that we understand what the word of righteousness is. That, man, he's made me right before, before God. He's, he's given me a name that's above every name, and I have use of that name. Not only that, he gave me a measure of faith. He gave me everything that I need to be successful in this life. And so all I have to do is put it, is put it in use. And so I want to, let me dovetail one more time. Hold on. We're going to go to Acts 3, and we're going to talk about Peter and John and the lame man, because I think this is just such a wonderful, um, a wonderful story coming right off of the, just a wonderful example of the, the freedom that we have in the Holy Ghost, especially coming right out of, out of uh, receipt of the Holy Spirit, Peter giving that speech for boldness to be given by the Holy Ghost, right? This is the one thing that we know that the Holy Ghost is, is, is able and here to give us is boldness, right? When we spend time in his presence, oftentimes the reason why we're not quick to pray for people, um, to share our faith with people, right, is because we're ju we just don't feel very sound and we have a little bit of fear and uncertainty about that which we've received. And so we have to, we rely on the Holy Ghost to stir up within us that which we know we've heard, that which we know we've read, right? And we take hold of the word of God and we say it, it works. The word works. It works for you. It works for me. And so um, I just want to kind of go over this story and then we'll probably, we'll probably close with that. But I hope everybody is understanding kind of where I'm going with this, that, that no longer can we stand on the, on the outskirts we can't be observers, right? The, 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 the kingdom of God doesn't come by observation, <laughs> right? It doesn't come by observation. We can't just sit there and, and say, well, that was nice. Praise God, he's moving. But is he moving in you? Because you add a supply. You add a, a critical um, and important part of what goes on in your home church, wherever you're planted. That doesn't have to be Christ Nation's church. Wherever you're planted, you have a supply that you bring to the house. Now, you can either short-circuit that supply by coming in there and being greedy, because sometimes we can do that, right? It's all about me. It's what I don't feel like doing. Now, look, I got some things that I do and some things that I don't. And the things that I don't do, I don't want to do. And the things that I do do, then I want the entire congregation to support what I do, because this is what I do. But ultimately, that's not, that's not an attitude of supply, right? The attitude of supply for any for anybody that is that is under um, the jurisdiction, the direction um, of a superior, right? Jesus, our our elder brother, being the superior, is that we defer to what it is that he has called us to do. We take hold of our instruction, we humbly receive it, and we say, "I'm going to do this until he tells me it's time to stop doing it." So if I get a leading to clean the church, or if I get a leading to greet, if I get a leading to work in the, um, in the media ministry, if I get a leading to go out and just cut the grass, 
I'm going to do that until he tells me otherwise. And I sow not to myself and I sow not to the ministry. I sow to obedience to, to my, to my master. I sow to the obedience of the one that I have, that I have been commissioned under. Like everything that I am as a good soldier in Christ, I, I take my orders from him who is above. And so I'm okay with doing what he's called me to do. And I just think that's something that we lose sight of, that our supply is needed, but you can't and we can't dictate our supply. And oftentimes what gets short-circuited in churches often is because everybody wants to dictate what they're going to give. And we not only want to dictate what we want to give, but we want to dictate how you receive it. <laughs> not only is it what I want to give, but you better receive it the right way too. Because if you don't, then, you, then you don't even, you're not even qualified to receive my gift. Well, time out, because we're all following if we want the church to thrive and if we're truly following the leader, then the Holy Spirit is the one in control and we defer to him. And the things that, the giftings, the talents, um, everything that he's given us, um, he will tell us how to apply, execute, and use for his service, right? We are yielded vessels and we, and we do not push our agenda of what we want to do, but we humbly submit to what Christ Jesus wants done. And in doing so, we pre prepare ourselves and put ourselves in a position for promotion into that which we ultimately desire, right? Which is to be, to be fully used um, to our fullest capacity for his glory. That's what we want to do. That's what we want to have happen. So I'm going to go to Acts 3. And, you know, most of you guys can, can read along, so I'm not going to read the whole chapter. I just want to kind of skip around. We're going to go to verse 6. We know that Peter and John were up, were at the temple for the hour of prayer. There's a certain lame man that had been laid and carried there since, from his mother's womb. He, so, so, I mean, he had been lame since, since his mother's womb. He was laid up there at the gate uh, of the temple daily. Um, he was used to asking for alms. That was his... Um, that was his, his daily duty to go up there and, and ask for, for uh, generosity from those uh, coming to the temple. And uh, Peter and John saw him. And immediately the, the Holy Spirit directs them, right? Gives them, gives them direction. So Peter says, silver and gold I don't have, but what I do have I give you. What does Peter have? He says, I don't have, I don't have that. But boy, do I have, I have the name that's above every name. I have the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I have, I have the ability, I have the authority to use this name. And so better than silver or gold, I have the use of this efficacious name that can move burdens, right? That can take yokes off of your, off of your neck, that can heal the, the very bones, sinews, and cells of a body and put it back together again. That's a powerful thing. And do we know that we have that name? Because I think sometimes we read this in the Bible and we're like, oh, yeah, they had the name. It's like, well, we got it too. <laughs> so we have to be reminded that I have it too. I can use this name. And he took him by the right hand, lifted him up, and immediately his feet and his ankle bones received strength. So he, leaping up, stood, walked, and entered the temple with them, walking, leaping, and praising God. What a miracle, right, that this man came to the temple that day to do exactly what he's always done, expecting for someone to give him you know, a couple of shekels or whatever it was that was uh, the, the currency of that time. 
and expected to continue to kind of, you know, ask for alms that day until it was time for them to pour them away. But today was a, was a, was a divine, was a divine day, right? A destiny day for him to beat with two bid who had, who had receipt of the Holy ghost. Not only had they received of the Holy ghost, which had given them boldness to, to preach this name, they understood how to use it. Right. So they hadn't. And even then they didn't know everything about it. Right. They had just received the Holy Ghost. So it wasn't as though they had had 40, 50 years of of knowledge of how the Holy Ghost was moving and and how the Holy Ghost would would um, would execute God's perfect will on their behalf. But it was this idea that, wow, this infilling of the Holy Ghost had given them power. They had an assurance of faith of who Jesus was, of what this name meant. Right. And the ability um, the boldness to utilize that name, to utilize the name, right? To put the onus on 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 the name and say, no, in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, and you walk, <laughs> praise God, because that's what he would have for you, right? And so we go on, let's go down to, let's go down to verse 16, because I think this is really the crux of this. Even though, you know, Peter takes that opportunity to remind the the his Jewish brothers and sisters in the temple that, hey, this is the same Jesus that was crucified, right? That this is the same Jesus who was blameless without reproach, who, who was sent uh, to Golgotha and was put on that cross. But, but praise be to God that that, that happened because he's, he's risen from the dead. Um, he's given us this Holy Ghost, and, and, and that has made this possible, right? This name that we have. And so verse 16, uh, and his name, this name of Jesus, and through faith in his name, has made this man strong whom you see and know. Yes, the faith which comes through him has given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. So there is, for us as believers, whoever we are, there is a truth that this faith in his name, in Christ's name, and the knowledge of that day, right, and all that name gives access to, makes people strong, gives them perfect soundness. But we have to be willing to invoke the name. And sometimes we have to have faith for people, faith that they don't know they have, right? But there is a, I think there's a want in these last days for the church of God to take hold of the name in faith and use it. <laughs> that we give, we give Jesus the opportunity to make people perfectly sound in mind, body, and spirit. Because we know people are broken and rather than talking about it, rather than saying, boy, it's a shame. It's a shame people so lost. It's a shame, you know, because it's easy to do. Again, it's easy for us to kind of sit on the sidelines and observe and say, well, you know, praise God, I'm saved. I'm just thankful I'm in the kingdom. Well, bless you. That's great. It's a wonderful thing to be in the kingdom. But we have to get out of this idea that, that it's okay for us to hide our talent and say, well, God, you gave me this talent of salvation. I'm just going to stick it right here and just wait for the rapture, praise God. No, we have to we have to go out and we have to exchange what we know with people who don't know him because there is there is a harvest that he's waiting on and this harvest um is is what his heart is what his heart weeps for. He he sent his son to die for that harvest. And so I just want to encourage you guys um you know, going back to, to Smith Wigglesworth, the idea that, that we have to humble ourselves, right? We want to be, we want to be humble 
to serve in whatever capacity God gives us. We want to be quick and prompt to do people who give not only in our in our our material giving, but in our spiritual giving. Right. There's there's insight and understanding that we have spiritually that we are are not so quick to give away. We hold on to it pretty tight. <laughs> we don't say too much about Jesus. We don't say too much about um, about deliverance or healing. Um, but we have to trust God. And I'm and I'm I'm telling you this that as I as I try to dive into this more for myself, that help me to be freer with the name of Jesus. Help me to be okay to serve wherever I'm needed so that I can learn and grow and be a yielded vessel for his glory. And I think as we make that our prayer, you'll find that serving is easier, right? You can go into the church and you're not concerned about a title. You're not concerned about a position. Um, you're not concerned about any of that. All you want to do is say, Father, where do you want me to be? Because I know wherever you put me, it's a place of development for me. I know it's a place of, of me showing that I am committed to the obedience of my master. I want to be obedient. I want to be a vessel that he can use. Because if I can be obedient and faithful in little things, he'll make me master of much. If he knows that he can trust me to get up every Sunday morning and go and serve in, in that particular ministry that he called me to. Um, and it doesn't matter. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not offended. I'm not moved by rain, wind, snow, sleet. Those things are not the things that move me. Then doesn't it make it much easier for him to talk to me about the person sitting to the left or to the right? I mean, you need to pray for them. You need to, you need to reach out to them. Tell them you, you, you would like to pray for them. I think you need to lay hands on this, on that sick person over there and, and, and let's, let's believe for their healing and their recovery. But it's hard to hear those things when I can't even hear them about just getting up and going to church in the morning. Let's just be real, saints. I'm just saying, because <laughs> we jump from one extreme to the next. You know, we want God to fill me with, with Holy Ghost fire and let me just sit on the pew. I mean, what's he filling me with Holy Ghost fire just to sit on the pew? He's filling me with that power so that I can be a change agent for his use, right? Because everything about the kingdom of God is transactional. It is transactional in the sense that you have to hear. And how do you hear without a preacher, right? <laughs> you have to believe. When how do you, you can't believe what you hadn't heard. So we have to be willing um, to get out there and serve. And what I'm saying is that if we serve humbly, just like Stephen, right, just like Philip, if we serve humbly and we say, oh, they them. They got me waiting tables, Lord, but that's all right. I'm going to wait these tables. <laughs> I'm going to wait these tables. I'm going to do what's necessary, what has to be done, because I know that you are getting me prepared for that which you've called me to. Maybe he has called you to a worldwide ministry. Maybe he's called you to a local one. Maybe he's called you to minister to young women. Or, I mean, I don't know. It could be anything. But there is a preparation. There is a... Uh, there's a time of, hu of humble submission to a plan that's not yours, right? And, and we love plans. Plans are great when they're ours, right? <laughs> right? I mean, there's no kind of fidelity to a plan like the plan that you came up with. That's a wonderful thing. But it's being able to show a certain amount of fidelity and complete abandonment to a plan that's not yours that really prepares us and propels us in the kingdom into what God has called us to do. So God bless you. I pray that all of this made sense, that you received something from this. 
um, know that God is, he's so for you and he wants very much for you to be filled with his spirit. He makes his ministers flames of fire. He wants you to be on fire with him for, for him, full of his glory, full of his uh, boldness, full of his power, because that's what the world needs. People are hurting out here, but you need a word of knowledge and you need insight and you need a compassion. You need the heart of Jesus to be able to reach your hand out and say, let me pray for you. That takes boldness. We don't want to be rejected. But again, we have to, we have to remember that I am, I am yielded and I am available for the master's use. That's my, that's my goal. And if I can do that, if I can be faithful in little things, that's why I say the best training ground is the church, is the church house itself. If I can learn how to be faithful there, to hear his voice there, to know how to serve, to know how to give a soft answer, to know how to be patient, to know how to be kind, right? To know how to be consistent in the household of faith with other believers who are also growing and developing, then it, it helps to sharpen my ear and my ability to hear him out in the world. That the Holy Spirit understands that my heart is open and I'm available and I can be used and I can be trusted. So God bless you guys today. I pray that this ministers to you. If it doesn't, then I understand that too. Because <laughs> everything ain't for everybody, right? I, I understand that as well. But ultimately, like I said, it's the Holy Spirit um, that really leaves the imprint, right? He does the work. So receive, receive from him, really, what is it that you want me to glean from this today? I listened to it, Lord. I get it. I listened. I heard it. But what is it that you want me to get out of this? And whatever it is that you want me to have, let me, let me hold to it. Let me hide it in my heart till you give me a, a clear understanding, right? That you give me insight and wisdom regarding what was said. And so I pray that, that, um, that you pray that prayer every time you hear the word of God, right? Everything that we hear doesn't just make an um, immediate boom, boom, yeah, praise the Lord, it was for me. Sometimes it's, it's things that I have to chew on or I have to go back to, and those things are not um, really uh, illuminated until the Holy Spirit moves um, in my heart and says, no, you need to go back and listen to that again, or you need to go read that again. But either way, the word is profitable, right? It's profitable to us, and I, I pray that uh, that it's profitable to you. Um, so God bless you. Obviously, platforms are going to be talked about our, our social media platforms, how you can reach out to us here at Christ Nations Church. We love you. Pastor Iron and I both, um, all of the fam, the church family at Christ Nations Church, you guys are awesome. And uh, certainly, um, I pray nothing but continued victory um, and, uh, and all that God has for you in 2022. So God bless you. Thank you for joining the podcast. If you were blessed and encouraged by what you heard, we invite you to share this message and subscribe in your favorite podcast app. Be sure to visit ChristNations.com for all the latest messages and happenings with our ministry and engage with us on all our social media platforms on Facebook at CNCTXK and on YouTube at Christ Nations Church. We look forward to connecting with you. And remember, one word from God can change your life forever.